0: Ma Coco? Aye! For Moi, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We're ready. Ready to work. All ready. Ready. Ready! We are ready. For more information, visit macocomoe.com. It's great to see you here on the mothership, Stephanie in the house, Noli and Brooke, well they are not with us today because they were stuck being chauffeur and shuttling their kids to their activities today, but we are so excited to have you here with us because we can't wait for you to meet our special guests tonight. You know, just recently we celebrated National Nurses Week and you know they deserve like maybe not even a week, probably a whole month, or what about a year? Because after all, they are the heart of healthcare, right? Well, we can't wait for you to meet one of many hardworking and dedicated nurses, Jasmine Pacheco, who is a mother of four and a perioperative nurse at Polymomy Medical Center. Jasmine grew up in Pacific Palisades and went to Sacred Hearts and graduated from HPU. She was recently featured in Midweek, along with several others who were called Hawaii's most remarkable nurses. Woohoo! All right, welcome, Jasmine, to Mothership. Yay! Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Okay, so we were kind of like, I guess, emailing each other, and I noticed that you signed off as Jazz. So is that your nickname? It is. Jasmine's when I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so you're a perioperative nurse. Explain to us what what exactly is a perioperative nurse?
1: So a perioperative nurse is when you have to have surgery. There's a lot of people that make up the theme for when someone's to have surgery. and the perioperative nurse is the one that gets handoff from the pre-op nurse that gets you prepped and ready for surgery. I find out a little bit about you. I take you into the OR, I help assist the anesthesia with the anesthesia tech to put you under once you're safe and situated and positioned. The surgeon will do the procedure with the rest of the team. And then I'm in charge of like positioning, getting the medications, making sure everything flows. You're pretty much, if you're a mother, you could do this job because you're just juggling. It's a lot, a lot of juggling and Um, your main focus is safety for the patient that everything flows. And if it doesn't, then you're there to assist whoever needs assisting to keep the patient safe. And then I roll you into recovery with anesthesia and you wake up and you see
0: me with your recovery nurse. Right. Wow. So you're kind of like the last human face that they see before they go under and that last calming presence. I mean, that's also another part of the job too.
1: Yeah, it's a big responsibility. I'm very lucky. At it.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So how long
1: have you been a nurse? So I've been a nurse for four and a half years, but I worked in surgery for over 10 years. Uh, before I came to Polymomi, I worked at another HPH surgery center out in town called Surgicare. And I pretty much did every position there other than the doctor.
0: <laughs> wow. And I know that you've you've had kind of like a really interesting journey to nursing in general. I mean, how you got to become a nurse, you didn't have the background at first, right? And also you had your four kids before going to nursing school. Like that is just (laughs) crazy. I mean, I can say that because I'm a mom and I know that like I have three kids and that's just a lot. And juggling four kids and then studying for nursing exams. I mean, that's crazy. So like, take us on the journey. How did it all begin? So um, I
1: come from a construction background. My parents owned their own guardrail and fencing business. So that kind of was my path. Um, But it it wasn't my passion. And I I had to stop fighting fate, I like to say, because in a strange way, a lot of people would... um, Accidents or incidents would happen around me and, and then I would have to spring into action. And I guess that kind of made me realize that maybe medical was my journey. And um, I started working at a surgery center as a medical assistant, and then I was a physician office liaison. Um, And then from there I did sterile technician so I could learn all the instruments because I wanted to be a surgical nurse. And when I finally decided to get into nursing school, mind you, my husband just graduated from the police academy. So he's he's having a late journey into his career with our four kids as well. And um, got into nursing school, my kids were still fairly young and I had to figure out a way to juggle studying without neglecting them. Cause you know, they all they want is their mom. And my husband has photos of my youngest on my shoulders and I'm singing my medical books and teaching my three other kids random facts about diabetes and you know like heart disease and they would randomly tell people we'd be at like food land and they'd say did you know one in four people in the Polynesian culture have diabetes like they would just walk around saying crazy facts but it helped me because they felt like I was playing games with them but it Help solidify the information that I had to learn because it, it's a lot. They expect so you to you, know everything.
0: You you made them a part of the process of studying, then basically, right?
1: Yeah, and this is before iPads. I'm sure I would have had an easier time if I had iPads, smartphones, but this was a while ago, and they were a lot younger, and I didn't have any of those things.
0: So you must have had a sincere passion. I mean to. To go through all of that, can you describe how strong your passion was at that time? Yeah,
1: so um, being a mom and wanting your kids to know that no matter how old you are or just or any passion or anything you want to do is doable. Like, I truly have always felt that way, that nothing is a barrier, it's just a lesson, or it might take longer, and I took the longer road, and um, it's crazy, because I had people have seizures in front of me while I'm grocery shopping, or um, having to give CPR to someone who was drowning, and I mean, my after prom party, I kind of mentioned that in the midweek, where one of the guys got, are you still there? Sorry one of the guys got stabbed at the after prom party and he was stabbed I want to say 17 times from his neck to his groin and um, we were kids we didn't know what to do and honestly I just went whatever TV told me to do if they go to sleep they die so I had to keep him awake and talking and um, I called his mom on a flip phone and told her to talk to her son to give him some hope and the ambulance came and that was the first time an EMT said, hey, if you don't know what you want to do with your life, you should go into the medical field because you, this boy's alive because of you. And um, that was the first time someone actually said that to me. And I always thought, oh, and these nurses, these doctors, you have to be super smart to do it. And, you know, I, I, I didn't think that I was able to, but I was in my own way. And after I had my kids and they gave me another reason to just I should be wanting to follow my own passion and show them that no matter what, you can accomplish it. And so I just kind of gave in and said, hey, I'm going to do everything I can to get into medical or into nursing school. And if I get in, then let's do this. And I got in and it was awesome.
0: <laughs> wow. And look at you four years later. I mean, whoo. Yeah. And-
1: Polymomi, man, that was where I always wanted to be. It's, it's the best hospital. I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm there, honestly. Why? <laughs> so I'm from Palisades, and um, my pediatrician was from Polymomi, and my parents' PCP is at Polymomi. If I had an emergency, I'd have to go to that Polymomi ER. And I've always had good experiences like the nursing, the care. I mean, really. I would go there and I, it felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. It just always felt like this is the hospital I wanted to be at. And then I lost my grandparents right before COVID and the care that they put in. And it just felt right. And I applied three times and I didn't get in. And I was like, oh, it's just not time yet. I'm tired of driving to town. I want to go to Pro City. And I finally got in and I was like, yes, okay, you guys got a lifer. I told them, I, go, I hope you guys know I'm not going anywhere. I'm here to retire.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh, your passion totally shines through. And there has to be also a reciprocating um, you know, feeling when you go to work. Um, it, you probably don't see it as a job. You probably see it more as helping others. And that's sort of fulfilling too on your end, too, right?
1: Oh yeah. I um I am Hawaiian, Samoan, Italian, but in the culture, um, it's all about hospitality and it's just in my bones. And being a nurse, it's it's kind of like hospitality in a way, but instead of me serving food and making sure you're comfortable, I'm serving hope and joy and comfort and a positive attitude to make you feel comfortable because surgery is scary and you know when they go in they're they're very nervous people are thinking of all the worst things that could happen of course and so you know i like to use my gift of gab and hope that my positive attitude makes them feel comfortable and i love when people ask questions cuz I can explain, like, what, what are you scared of? Let me explain everything from the time you roll in to the time you go to sleep. And, and honestly, the fact that I would trust these doctors with my own personal life, with my children's lives, it, should, it shines through.
0: So, Jazz, I mean, as moms, we give so much, right? How do you make sure that you're not exhausted at the end of your workshop? Because, I mean, just listening to you describe what you do you got to be totally exhausted. That's a demanding job. And we as moms, I guess it's really important for us to be present for our kids and also our our husbands. So how how do you manage to do that?
1: Um, I am a very energetic person in general, but um, I truly believe in decompressing at the end of the day, like um, whether it's talking to my coworkers, if we had a hard day or things that I could have changed to help flow the next day, but I really don't bring work home. Um, I might tell my kids or my husband, if I make it home for dinner, something cool that I learned or saw, but um, that's, a yeah, like on my days off, I make them count. Like I book everything ahead of time. I make sure I'm, I'm there for them and I talk to them and my kids are much older now. So, it's easier for me to get um, some help. If I feel like I'm exhausted and I don't want to cook, my husband actually took on cooking in the last year. He's learned, YouTube helped a lot. And, um, or I pre, I, I like to, um, what is that called? Like pre-make meals. And I've helped other nurse friends of mine as well where we make like seven days worth of dinners and pre-pack everything and freeze it. So if you come home and you're, cause we're juggling, my kids are in jujitsu, soccer. Like, it's not like I get to come home and I get to take a nap and have a glass of wine. It's you're hundred percent when you're home, right? But um, yeah, I guess I just try and stay positive. And I know that if I did have a hard day, it's it's normal, but my husband's really supportive when I need someone to pick up the slack, to be honest.
0: Oh, that always helps a lot. Yeah, when your husband's supporting, huge. And how old are your kids?
1: Well, they are now 17, 15, 13, and 10. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes.
0: Gosh, that is such a valuable like, gift in a way that you gave them when you were studying for your nursing school because, I mean, you'd like, set an example you know, for them about what it's like to be serious and, and, and go after your dreams and your passion. And have you seen that carry on with them now that they're older?
1: I have, um, I have a funny story. Uh, when they were little, If I needed them to be quiet so I could study, say, I mean, I'm really good at studying even when there's chaos. I, I don't know why I, I can just mute it out but I used to tell them all the time, remember, if mommy becomes a nurse, we're going to get AC. (laughs) And they would tell everyone that, you guys got to be quiet. My mom has to pass. We're going to get AC in the house. And the funny thing is, is we ended up getting AC as soon as I graduated. We're in a different house now, but that was the first thing they said when I graduated. Like, does this mean we're going to get AC? (laughs) Um, Because we lived out in Waianae at the time. So it was really hot. And then... Now that my kids are getting older, you know, college, I'm the first graduate in my family from college. My baby sister just followed behind me last year. She graduated from Colorado. So college to us has never really been, when you graduate, you're going to go to college. Like that was never a thing for me growing up. But I wanted to instill that in my children because a lot of people, they move to the mainland because they can't afford to live here anymore. And... Um, I'm lucky enough to where my passion can support my paradise in a way, you know? And I would love for my kids to stay here and I want them to thrive here and give back to their community. And so I want them to go to college in the mainland and then come back home, get some experience and come home. And, and they talk about it. They're always like, yeah, mom, like I, I wouldn't mind going to school here, but I think I am gonna go in the mainland. And, it, and I noticed that now that they're older, it's not a what if, it's when I go. And that's one thing I think has changed with them growing up, seeing me in college and going to school and just making it happen. Like we're definitely a family from my parents to myself, to my children, where there's really no excuse. Like if you want something, you make it happen. You figure it out. You, you meet the right people. You talk to the right people. You learn what you got to learn. But if you want it, if you really want it, you can do it no matter what it is. And I love that. I would say all of them have that attitude.
0: Oh man, I, I so love that because I mean it's I love how they also saw you, you know work hard because a lot of people forget that you know I mean especially with the new generation, they're like thinking about it being instantaneous so much and they forget about all the hard work and the dues that you have to pay before you actually get there. And the fact that you were such an example good example to your kids and showed them like you working hard, studying while being a mom, I mean, it's so awesome. And look at them now, they are already like independent and wanting to like branch out on their own. That's so, so awesome. So obviously, I mean, all of our listeners heard your experiences and how you've been able to juggle and be a mom at the same time. But for those listeners that are thinking about going into the nursing profession, What do they have to know? I mean, obviously, it's challenging. It's definitely not easy because it required a lot of studying on your part. So what should somebody know if they have a dream to go into nursing? I
1: say do it. I love nursing. I think nursing is like the best profession. Seriously. And I mean, you can if you're bored with one department, you can go into another. That's the most amazing thing about nursing. Like, you don't like blood? Guess what? there's nursing where you can just do an office job and you'll never see a drop of blood. Like there's so many different avenues you can go and help people and so many different departments. And so I feel like if you get into nursing school, it's going to be hard, but it's temporary. I had signs all over my house on my mirror. Like, I mean, our house looked insane because I had poster boards and post-its and everything so that if it's around me I'm constantly looking at it I'm constantly studying um I would listen to my lectures while driving stuck in traffic because I lived out in Waianae so it's like I'm in traffic for like about an hour and a half why not listen to my um my professor talk the whole time I'm stuck in traffic but um I say do it and it's And we need local people to stay here and to work in the hospitals, like to show people whether they're local or visiting, because unfortunately a lot of accidents happen when people are visiting. Um, what, What the gift of Aloha is, like I truly believe that we are such a special place and we only have, we have such special people. You know, like when I meet the travelers that come to the OR, a lot of them at first were like, whoa, what's your motive? You want to get to know me? And I'm like, no, this is who I am. Like, I want to know your life. Like, tell me about it. And like, take them to like Polynesian Culture Center and introduce them to our culture. And, and then they like love the island. And a lot of them want to actually move here after. But um, I would just say, if you're stuck or if you get in, or if you're in nursing school and you're questioning it, just remember why you signed up, why you want to help people the struggle is temporary and the benefits are so worth it. It is like the team that I get to work with. Like the reason why it was so hard for me to get into Polymomi is because no one leaves once they work there, they stay until they retire. So there's no job openings because they're happy. So I'm like, I need people to retire so I can get this job. And I got lucky enough to where someone did retire and I, and that position opened, but I'm surrounded by the staff that's been there from the time the hospital started. There's a lot of them that work there, and I get to work with like these amazing nurses. Like, there's this one nurse D. We call the things she do she does at work Dism because she just works smarter. So she's teaching the younger generation, like, you know, you shouldn't do that. And I'm not pushing it, but it, it works better like this. And if you just listen to her, and then you realize, like. just making my life so much easier. Like they have so much to give. And I'm just, like I said, like just nurses, it takes people, it takes a special person to be a nurse as it does to be a mother. But I do feel that if you have that hunger to serve the community, to serve people and just to like take care of people, it's a great profession.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I know here on the news that we're always saying that there's always a demand for nurses too. I mean, it just never ends. So that's also an incentive for people to, you know, study hard and become a nurse, like you just said, but we always like to end our new uh, podcast with an inspirational quote or, you know, a meaningful quote, a favorite quote that you have, you have one to share. Hmm.
1: Man, I wish I was ready for
0: this. (laughs) I would say,
1: (laughs) Just smile and be happy and be grateful to be alive.
0: That is awesome. (laughs) That is, that is, that just, it just, yeah. You don't need to say anything more. I mean, right? That's what it comes down to.
1: We are blessed. Seriously.
0: Yeah. Maybe be more grateful, right? Have a, have a sense of gratitude. Don't worry. Be happy. Have
1: masks. Smile.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine or jazz for joining us on mothership and shedding light on the nursing profession and what you do. And, you know, we're so grateful and thankful for you. I mean, just the fact that you're always there, you know, when we need help, you're always there to comfort people that come in when they're totally scared And I can relate because my first time like undergoing surgery, I was really scared. I mean, it's totally the unknown world, but then Mm -hmm. it's so great to have that one person. And that is you, you know, to be there, to say, it's going to be okay. And then to see you afterwards and you're going to say, it's going to be okay. Again, might be in some pain, but it's going to be okay. But thank you so much for being that bright light and reassuring figure and friend to the patients, you know, and dedicating you. your life to nursing. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and congratulations once again. Um, I know we celebrate nurses um, with National Nurses Week once a week. But like I said, you guys should deserve to be celebrated every single day for what you do.
1: Appreciate it. Happy Mother's do you feel, Day.
0: Do you feel like it's a thankless job, by the way? I don't. Like a lot of
1: people say it is, but I feel like I feel the gratitude and the love from the patients, but I, I'm also a very, um, I would say hands-on nurse. Like, I want to know what part of the island you're from. What kind of music do you like? I'm going to play it while we roll into the OR. Like, that's my jam. I love finding out what the patients like to listen to. Cause, um, you know, if they like piano, we're going to listen to like, your favorite pianist, like we're doing this. What can we do to get you comfortable? And so for me, even though I get to see them only for like that five minutes of being awake, I really am interested in who they are and why they're coming in. And and I think it makes them feel comfortable because they realize that they're. I see them as a human. I don't see them as just another person rolling in. But yeah, I don't feel like it's thankful. I think people love nurses.
0: <laughs> I think you have a superpower that, and that's your superpower. I mean, you're just such a really welcoming, warm, full of aloha. And um, it's it takes someone special, I think, you know, to also be really good at what you do. And I think you definitely have it. It's like a secret superpower. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so thanks so much, Jasmine Pacheco, everybody. Um, when you see her face at Polymomi, rest assured she is going to take Good care of you. Yay. Thanks so much, <laughs> Jess. Yay. And everybody else, thanks so much for listening and hope to see you guys next week. Until then, take care and be safe. Aloha. Yes, we got